Welcome, faithful, to episode three of Move the Chains. I'm Alex, and here with me is Sean. What's up, Sean? Hey, what's up, Alex? What's up, faithful? Hey, guys, just um, to kind of jump right into it. You know, as football fans, we know this is that really kind of dry time of the year. You know, the draft is over, the schedule's out, and uh, there's really not a whole whole heck of a lot going on. Nope. Yeah, I know. I know, especially when I was younger, I really used to dread these these months. So uh, other than rumors and whatnot, you know, there's not a whole lot going on. You know what? Right, I, Alex? I, I still I still dread. I still dread this, man. <laughs> it's like, oh, man, like preseason's right there. And then after that, the season and it all goes, you know, it all starts again. Uh, but um, we wanted to start the episode. We wanted to do a couple of uh, we actually have some mailback questions. So I'm excited about that. First mailback questions. And then we wanted to talk a little bit about minicamp and a couple other other things going on with the 49ers. But We'll get started with mailbag. Question number one uh, is from Christian. Thank you, Christian. First question. Is Julio Jones worth trading for? Uh, so I, I know, Sean, you and I have spoken about this. Uh, I'll go first on this one. With Julio Jones, oh, man, you know Shanahan wants Julio Jones. That's his guy. That was his guy back, you know, with Atlanta Falcons. He had his best season with Cal Shanahan. I want to say it was 2015. And... um you know, with Kel Shanahan, he always loves if you if you played for him in the past, he loves you. He's gonna pick you up. He's gonna find a way to pick you up. So I'm 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 very positive Cal Shanahan is looking into Julio Jones. When I think about does it make sense for the team? I don't think the team is a wide receiver away from the Super Bowl. I think they have a solid, a solid group, uh, especially if Jalen Hurd is able to play. But what I will say is you know, is there another position? And there is another position that comes to mind is edge. I'd rather have an edge. I would rather spend that money on an edge player. And one person that comes to mind is the uh, uh, LA Chargers, um, Melvin Ingram. Uh, I know he's a little older. I think I want to say he's 32. But if we're going to spend money, I'd rather pick up him or even pick up Sherman again, just to have the extra depth for a uh, corner. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts, Sean? Yeah. Uh, again, you know, I mean, Julio Jones, anybody would would be you know, would want them on their team again the the biggest connection you mentioned there is Kyle Shanahan you know and since Kyle and John have gotten here you know they've rebuilt the team from 2016 season ending when they got hired I believe we only have one or two guys left uh, I know Chukwaski Tart and Jimmy Ward are the only real starters other than that it's a brand new team and a lot of the guys that they brought in have been former Kyle Shanahan guys be it from Washington from Cleveland, from from you know, from Atlanta, obviously is the, the where he had the most success. I, I think there there's always going to be interest there, but like you said, is that is that really what we're missing? Are we just one receiver away from winning the Super Bowl? And uh, the other question I'd ask, I'd say, you know, as as is going into the season with Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, how does he fit with uh, with Garoppolo? Right? I mean, is is Jones? necessarily the type of guy that, that we can you know incorporate in with them and the other thing i'd say that we're not really thinking about is uh there's two names that's us you know nick bosa and that's fred warner we definitely need to pay both of them in the near future so oh, yeah as far as salary cap space you know in a perfect world i'd say yeah go get julio jones because it's not going to take a lot to get him you know atlanta doesn't want to keep him around and uh he doesn't want to be there yeah i'll say so, this it, it, Oh, go ahead. No, no, no right, go ahead. I was going to say, so So for Christian, it, I think the perfect scenario would be this. If 
If there is a quarterback in the league that gets injured during training camp, during the preseason, uh, and then they're looking for a starter and they're looking into Jimmy G and we trade Jimmy G and we have the extra cap space, then the perfect scenario would be, yes, let's pick up Julio Jones. I think right now it's probably not worth it. Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing to consider, right, with the, with the pandemic and God, I mean, if you ask me, I don't even want to hear the word COVID again, but uh, uh, with, with what happened last year, you know, we forget the NFL lost a lot of revenue, yeah. you know, just on an average game day. And heck, you know, we're uh, Alex, you know, like we, we talked about it. We're going to do a whole episode down the line just about game day. And, you know, our experience as fans, there's a lot of money lost from tickets, from parking, from concessions, the beers, you know, those $12 beers add up. And uh, NFL teams are, you know, and uh, guess what? No one's going to feel sorry for them when I say this, but just to be frank, they're hurting. They're hurting for money. So the salary cap did not go up the way it was expected to. So their teams had to, you know, cut back on their spending. In some cases, they had to get rid of players because they couldn't afford to pay them. Yeah. So I I think, you know, right now as it stands, it would be very, very tough. You know, I'd I'd say if if you could definitively tell me that bringing in Julio would be the answer and that's all we need to to go win a Super Bowl, I would say do it. Yeah. But I don't think I don't think that's necessarily the answer. Yeah. There's way too many other other moving parts. Yeah. And then um Sean, do you want to go for the second second question? Yeah. Uh, and by the way, thank you, Christian, for that uh, question. Yes. Uh, you know, thank we you. always appreciate any questions, any feedback from our listeners that's, uh, you know, we're doing it for you guys. Uh, second up, we have this is from Justin. Uh, Justin wants to know, what are your expectations for Trey Lance in the 2021 season? Uh, Justin, you're not alone in wondering that. <laughs> I think anyone who's wearing red and gold, anyone who follows our follows the 49ers, you know, is curious. OK, what is what exactly are we going to see from him? You know, and and I I keep going back to 2005 right now with Alex Smith uh, yeah. because that's the last time we drafted a quarterback. You know, in the first I, round. Yeah, uh, Ka- Kaepernick was the second rounder. You know, Garoppolo arrived via trade, uh, but the last time we drafted, you know, who was you know going to be our franchise quarterback mm-hmm. was was Alex Smith. And uh, at that time, you know, we didn't know what to expect. We had a, a brand new coach. Yeah, that was a whole other whole mess of a situation. But in this case, I, I, I really think um, he, he has the perfect coaching staff. Uh, I think Kyle Shanahan will draw up a few, you know, different scenarios, uh, a few set plays for him yeah. every week. So depending on who it is that we play, I think he'll do a good job of game planning and incorporating a few key plays for Trey just to, A, get him some experience because we have to remember, guys, he did not play in 2020. No. Uh, Trey Lance game. did not play because of the, the – the, his school did not play because of the pandemic. So he has not played since the 2019 season. So you definitely cannot afford for him to go two full years without playing football. Uh, so I think he's definitely going to get some set plays, and I think he definitely will get incorporated in. But uh, I, I don't see him starting. And if he does, quite frankly, I think we're – probably not having that good of a season. Yeah, I agree. The expectations I have for Trey Lance this season will be very, very sparingly. So if the Niners are up, I want to say three touchdowns and it's the fourth quarter, you're going to see Trey Lance out there hiking the ball, handing it off to the running backs, doing some short throws, maybe some bootleg, get him, get him out there, get him, uh, get him to feel the pressure, pressure in the pocket, 
get them to know the, you know, just the speed, even just hiking the ball from a center. I mean, all that is valuable, valuable time practice. Yeah. Get, uh, identify the Mike linebacker, yep. you know, try to, try to study the defenses. Right. Yeah. And one special thing about Trey Lance is that actually in college, he was already calling his own protections. And that's something that you don't see very often when you're going from college, um, you know, to the NFL. So, you know, that's really good. That's right. Yeah. That's actually one of the uh, factors, um, you know, for all our listeners, you know, there, there are so many college quarterback, you know, that, that do not make it to that next level. Right. Some, some get there, get that chance and, and they, they fail. Others don't even necessarily get the chance because teams, you know, the scouts, coaches don't think they have that in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of subtleties to playing quarterback and a lot of it is, you know, in their mind. And the thing with Trey Lance, he's one of the smartest guys to come out. Yeah. Uh, just as far as what he showed in college and, and, you know, how, how he speaks to what defenses do and what he's trying to accomplish within his scheme. So. You know, again, and uh, uh, once again, Justin, thank you for that question. You know, and I think that's something that's going to be on our minds all year. But uh, yeah. I, I'd say, I'd say we definitely want to want to see what, what what they do with him in preseason. Uh, I can tell you what I'm waiting for is the first uh, play action rollout, <laughs> where where we we have him launch one to uh, probably Brandon Ayuk, you know, on a deep on, on a deep ball or Kittle. Right to Kittle, right? We have a number of different weapons now. And I think that's what that's the reason we went and got him is to open up the entire field. To uh to wrap up Justin's question, I did want to add another another thing that can happen, which can just completely open it up, is injuries to Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, you know, knock on wood, but if Jimmy gets injured, uh if Jimmy's not playing well, if um if uh Trey Lance is looking better than Jimmy in training camp. If Jimmy is throwing interception after interception, pick six, fumbles, if he's getting sacked, I mean, we're looking for any reason to put in Trey Lance. So it doesn't look, you know, it's not a very, I guess, I mean, it, it really depends on Jimmy. He can take this the wrong way or he can take it a good way. He can, that can really be the fire under him to really, you know, make him rise up to the occasion. So we'll have to see. But at the moment, it's not looking like we're going to see much of Trey Lance. If anything, That's right. if anything, if we're, if we're locked in the playoffs, we're going to see him uh, week 18. We'll see him week 18. I, I could see him yeah, uh, getting that, that start. Yeah. Actually, you know what? Week 18 is against the Rams. Probably not. Uh, it is. Probably not. Yeah. We'll see. We could be fighting for a number one seed potentially or even, <laughs> that, even division. That would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see. But um, we wanted to, we kind of wanted to carry on, um, kind of tie it into minicam. But thank you, Justin, for that question. We really do appreciate it. And then, Sean, I'll let you take over with minicam. Yeah. Right. So uh, for, if you guys uh, follow the 49ers, you'll know Matt Mayoko. Uh, he's, you know, the most respected uh, reporter that follows the 49ers. Uh, he had a, he had a, mm-hmm, he, he had a couple things to say. Uh, just, you know, initial, initial report. So for those of you who are not familiar, when we say mini camp, uh, this is not full on training camp, which is, you know, a six week. Uh, imagine it like, you know, like, uh, like summer school almost before the season starts. What you what mini camp is for is to get the first look at your rookies, you know the people you drafted, the undrafted kids you brought in, uh, free agents who are you know their first time suiting up in, in red and gold, and you know guys coming back from injury. So so far it looks like uh, Jimmy Garoppolo actually has looked really sharp in practice. Uh, again, the thing now you know this is year year five for him now. Or sorry, year four of. Uh, Fourth full year in the the Shanahan offense, 
Uh, so you would think, you know, he definitely knows everything inside and out by now. Yeah. And Trey Lance, again, he's a rookie, you know, young kid. Uh, he just turned 21. Yeah. <laughs> which is uh, amazing. I think he was drafted at 20. Yeah. He's but, the youngest uh, he, rostered quarterback. That's right. And uh, uh, I guess he was a, a little, little high on throws a little uh, early. He was overthrowing some guys on some routes. But again, you know, young kid, first time, you know, sitting up on, on an NFL practice field. Uh, that's that's to be expected. Yeah, we're not worried. Yep. <laughs> um, so something else, something in the news that that caught our caught our attention. We thought was pretty funny, but um, this is actually I'll say this. This is what I love about the 49ers is that their transparency ever since Shanahan and Lynch came along. I love it. You get little snippets. You get little snippets of their of their thinking, of what they do, how they make these decisions. Uh, and and I love that they share it. And, and I love that they share it, you know, after the facts, of course, right? You know, no leaks. No leaks with the 49ers. But um, it was refreshing. Yeah, it was a big time. It was there was a press conference and Lynch was talking about right after. Justin Fields. Actually, Sean, I'll, I'll, let, I'll let you. Um, I think I think you, you were reading up on that. That's right. Yeah. So uh, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, uh, they were on a private jet and uh, to go see Justin Fields' pro day. And faithful, if you guys were like me, you know, we were very nervous as far as who are they going to take. Uh, Mac Jones, of course, turns out was a smokescreen, which like we hope for. Uh, but so what happened is they they saw Justin Fields' pro day, and on the flight back uh, from Columbus, Ohio. Uh, John Lynch, and you know, he shared this with the media the other day. He, he leaned over to see what Kyle was doing, you know, and he has his iPad and he's drawing up plays. And uh, you know, John Lynch asked him, "Hey, what's that?" And he said, "Hey, I'm drawing up some plays with Trey, for Trey Lance." Yeah. You know, so <laughs> uh, I mean, it's 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 almost like you're getting a new toy to uh, to a kid with with, with Kyle Shanahan and and Trey Lance. So I mean, like you said, you know, with with this. Uh, coach, GM, and just the culture change with the organization. Yeah, uh, it, it's been very refreshing with with Balky and you know Harbaugh and, and everything. It was just such a toxic, a toxic front office head coach relationship. Uh, things were being leaked. It was just ridiculous. Yeah, I agree. It's 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 great. I mean, I feel like with Colin Shanahan, we have a bright bright future. Hopefully, build yeah. build a dynasty. That's exactly what you owe for. And I think the, the the other part about it, you know, all of a sudden the 49ers are our destination again. You know, people, players want to come play here. Yeah, California. You know, they, they, weather. Look at, they look at what's going on, right? Yeah, the California weather. I mean, I won't I won't mention taxes, but the California weather. Uh, it's it's a great offensive scheme to play. And if you're an offensive player uh, and if you're on defense, look at the other talent you have around you. You know, we have an all-pro linebacker. We have an all-pro edge rusher, Nick Bosa, uh, Fred Warner being the linebacker. Um, secondary, you know, it's not quite an all, all, all pros, but a couple hey, it's a yeah, couple, couple pro bowlers Brett. back there. All right. Uh, Sherman recently was here. He's an all-pro. Uh, so I, think, I would you know, consider him an, a pro bowler. Yeah. So I think you have uh, a coach and a GM who, like I said, it, it, it's you cannot repeat that enough. You know, within from the day they got hired, you know, they're in the Super Bowl in three years and they had in an almost an entirely new roster. All right. That, that, that is not not the norm necessarily in the NFL. You know, you need 
continuity at some point, which we do now, right? Yeah. Look at the Lions. Look at the Jaguars. You know, they had that 2018 season. Now they're rebuilding. New coach. New right. quarterback. Yeah. It, there, there's always teams out there, I feel like, that are always rebuilding. Always in the market for a new quarterback, new coach, you know, a new GM, you name it. So it's it's important. And if you remember back the year that we hired Kyle Shanahan, there were something like six or seven other openings. You know, the Rams hired Sean McVay. I think Denver hired Vance Joseph. He didn't he didn't last more than a year or two. No, I think two. Um, the Cardinals hired Steve Wilkes. He lasted one year. Uh, it goes on and on. I, I can't remember all of them off the top of my head, but. You know, it's it's important to to you know hit on your hiring just as much as it is on your drafting. Yeah, and then um, we wanted to we want to also talk about uh, another another piece of uh, content with um, Jeff Wilson Jr. tearing his meniscus. He's going to be gone for four to six months. That's a lot of time. I think you were mentioning Sean. He's going to be um, more than likely be back around week six. Yeah, it looks like he's definitely going to miss. Uh, first couple of weeks of, of the season, you know, a meniscus. So if you're not familiar, that, that's in the knee. Uh, and if as a football fan, you know, anyone will know this. You do not want to hear the words knee injury when it comes to your team or just for, for anyone's health, of course. But uh, Jeff Wilson, you know, he's a guy that, you know, was undrafted, came seemingly out of nowhere. And if anyone plays fantasy football, you will definitely know he has a way of finding the end zone. Yeah, against the Cardinals. <laughs> yeah, he he somehow just, you know, he scores. Other guys will get the yards and he gets the touchdowns. But in all seriousness, you know, he's a kid that has, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of potential. And I think he really started to grasp the offense last year. So you know, we definitely wish him recovery. But that opens up the door for the other kids, right? We have two rookies that we drafted. It's uh, Trey Sermon and uh, Elijah Mitchell. I actually wanted to say with Mitchell, I've been watching more more tape on him, and um, he's good, man. I'm actually excited for him. I'm really excited. I think I think he's going to make the cut. He's going to be that utility running back. The the uh, uh, you know you you can say Darren Sproles, Al- Alvin Kamara, you know just kind of go go quick quick little out where a quarterback can just toss him the ball and he can pick up five, seven, ten yards. So I'm actually excited for both for both running backs, but this is really going to give Trey Sermon more of the carries, more practice uh with the with the first team. And uh it's going to be beneficial. We we you know I'm excited for Trey Sermon this this season. I think so too. And I think the one thing missing with uh Kyle Shanahan's offense so far in his time with the Niners has been uh throwing to the running backs. I know, I know, Yuschek, we've, we've thrown a lot to him. Heck, he caught a, super, a touchdown in the Super Bowl. But, you know, just a lot, of, a lot of those plays that, you know, if you kind of think back to, you know, even Mike Shanahan when he was at the Niners, you know, throwing to Ricky Waters, you know, Kyle in Atlanta with all those guys. Uh, I, I think we'll finally start to see that this year with, with Sermon and Mitchell. And, you know, again, Wilson was the guy that we did throw to. So that's another position. That's another position of group to watch out for. Again, we don't want to be paranoid, but, you know, knock on wood, you know, injuries have been a huge problem for, for this team. I, I I mean, I've followed them my whole life, but I feel like this past decade or so has just been unreal with the number of injuries we've had. I want to say it's since Shanahan and Lynch came in where we've seen the the spike in injuries. 
but you know what? Maybe maybe that maybe that storm has you know has weathered, and um, hopefully it's better this season. And we don't you know you know it's it's kind of like probability is there's a smaller chance that it's going to happen again this season. But again, that's right. Knock on wood. <laughs> um, another another guy to look out for is uh, Jalen Hurd. Uh, he's been sort of limited in practice thus far in minicamp, but. Uh, you know, again, we drafted him third round in 2019. He hasn't actually played a game yet. He injured his back against the Cowboys catching a touchdown. And if you, if anyone remembers, he had that preseason game with two touchdown catches against the Cowboys. Both of them were the Cowboys. Brutal, right? which, brutal, hey, like hey preseason or not, preseason or not, if you beat the, anytime you score on the Cowboys, that's always a, a good thing for as a 49er. So, but. You know, I think how he fits into the offense as well, that could be interesting. But yeah, I don't want to count count on him for a whole lot. But, you know, he's coming back from a back injury and then now a torn ACL. So so that's that's what to look out for. And then the, the other two injuries so far, according to Mayoko, uh, were Bosa and Ford. Uh, that's probably just more, you know, Ford's a veteran. He's been in the league eight, nine years now, right? So he doesn't necessarily need uh, mini camp, but the fact that he didn't play at all last year outside of week one is a little concerning. And of course, both of us coming back from an ACL injury, there's no, no need to rush him. No, it looks like he's doing very well. So he's going to, he should have another great season. Um, to end the episode, we actually wanted to go over the, uh, the rumor on the uniform update. So potentially we can have the 94s, but in red. And hopefully, that's right. Hopefully, with the patch, with the seventy-five year patch, that's right. So, uh, faithful, you guys have probably seen uh, the new seventy-five, seventy-fifth, uh, yeah, anniversary patch that the Forty ers put out. Uh, the rumor going around is that, like, like Alex said, the nineteen ninety-four red jersey, the home one, which has been wildly popular since ninety-four. Uh, it should. It's not too unfamiliar to even younger fans because we've been wearing the white version of it the last three years. Yeah, a, a modified. So, uh, I want to say a, a modified, modified version yeah. of it. Yeah, the Nike has their own sort of take on it. Yeah, uh, the white and, and the thing is, the players really like them. Uh, you guys remember back to 2019 when it, when Niners clinched the NFC Championship game? Richard Sherman said that they actually were going to request permission to wear the all whites in the Super Bowl. The NFL denied them, but uh, but you know, and and you know what? People can say, hey. What does the jersey have to do with it? But no, no, no. To me, I pay attention because, A, these guys are superstitious. And B, hey, if they like it, I, they, could, they could wear a pink and purple jersey for all I care if they go, go win. Yeah, Deion Sanders, you look good. You play right. good. You play good. You right? get paid good. And, uh, yeah, so you know what? I'll tell you what. If, that, if, if they are, in fact, going to bring back the red 1994 jersey, I anticipate that being a popular seller. Uh, that that's that's a design uh, that, and, and I'll tell you, there's no coincidence that that's coming back. Uh, Kyle Shanahan was a, a ball boy for the 49ers in 1994, from 92 to 94, when his dad Mike was our offensive coordinator. So he he personally likes the white pants and those old red and uh, red, black, and white jerseys. So there's no coincidence in my mind why why we're wearing them. I, I think the story goes, uh, <laughs> leading up to the Super Bowl, uh, Kyle Shanahan's mom actually said that he, he had a Deion Sanders 1994 
uh, jersey at the time, and he wore it to school every day uh, leading up to the Super Bowl. Like he would not, he would wear the same jersey every day to school uh, here here in the Bay Area. Yeah, so you know, I I, I know growing up, I I always hoped we'd wear that jersey again one day. So hey, if that's actually going to happen, uh, that, that I think it'll be really cool. It will. Yeah, I'm going to be looking out for that Trey Lance. Most likely going to be sold out right off the bat, but I'll be patient. Yeah, that's one problem with Nike for any listeners out there. Uh, you know, I consider my, I, I have probably 20, 20, 49er jerseys in my closet, uh, ranging from Reeboks, Nike to Mitchell and Ness. And uh, Nike by far has been the most difficult one to, as far as how they produce, you know, their jerseys. And then, Sean, do you have any any closing thoughts for the episode? Uh, just about it. Again, you know, faithful. It is that dry time of year. Uh, I know it's tough. If you are not, if if you are not a fan of basketball, hockey, or baseball, you know, it, it is definitely tough to get through these months. But uh, it's you know, we're we're here to kind of keep you guys posted and keep you informed on what's going on in the world in uh, the world of Forty Nine Land. Yeah, yeah, thank you. And then um, I'll just go ahead and, and mention our plugs. Um, feel free to send us any questions that you have. We'll, we'll definitely mention them out in the mailbag questions. Um, you can email us. It's uh, mtcpodcast49 at gmail.com. And then you can also follow us on Instagram, mtcpodcast, and um, on Twitter at mtcpodcast49. Yeah, so any questions, any suggestions, any suggestions on episodes? Um, that you guys would like to hear, even questions on ourselves. You guys want to get to know us more, feel free. Yeah, that sounds good. Thank you, Sean. Anything else to add? Uh, Nothing else for me, Alex. Awesome. All right. Take care, Faithful. We'll talk to you guys next week.